1: You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how to subscribe. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! Let Let talk. Let Let me talk!
2: Hello and welcome to Let Me Talk Details. This is a respite from the weekly whirlwind of top flight football. It's a space to break down the big picture topics and get into the details away from the game by game analysis. I'm David Mooney. As ever, the Athletic City correspondent Sam Lee is alongside me.
1: Hello. Sam, what is on today's show? So we've got sources in the dressing room, FPL leaks and quotes in stories. And we've also got De Bruyne's return from injury.
2: Let Me Talk Details is a platform for you to get involved as well. We'd love to hear from you, so email hello at lmtpod.com if you've got any questions, thoughts, or ponderings about city or football in general. Adam says, How do you get sources in the dressing room? What is a source close to the player? It always sounds made
1: up. Also, how do fantasy league players
2: get so much team news these days?
1: Three questions there. 2 we've got the same answer, and it's "I oh, wish I knew." <laughs> and what was the middle one? The middle uh, one was uh, source, "What is the yeah, source close to the player?" Yeah, maybe maybe sounds you can made start up. there. Sometimes yeah. it is made up. Uh, it's, no, I don't know. I don't source quotes normally. I would say in my experience, but that sounds like I've done it. But I mean, from what I've seen, source quotes. We you know when it's like a source says. Mm. Often they are made up. I would say. Maybe I'm wrong, and you know, journalists will be. Ready to jump down my throat and tell me I'm wrong?
2: Because I, I was often, but often, I, I was often under the impression that that is occasionally the person it's about themselves. Well, so, yeah, there's that element. Like, of let's it. let's take it away from football and, and just say let's pluck a name out of the air. i Julia Roberts because Pep's favourite. Um, like a source close to Jul- Julia Roberts said, whatever. It's actually Julia Roberts going. Well, this is what I think, but don't put my name on it.
1: Well, this is a stupid rabbit hole to go down so soon. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like if with no experience in this game. If it were Julia Roberts, she's probably too busy to speak to anyone anyway, but mm. it would be her PR. Yeah, yeah. So then it's like, it's effectively her, but it isn't. Whereas in football, probably not at City's, not so much City's level, but the way that City's run in that the it's very kind of closed circle that there's not an awful lot of leagues, which we'll come on to the FPL stuff in a bit. Mm. I'll try and find, think of an answer before then. But there's not an awful lot, I would say, of contact directly with City players from journalists. Um, You know, there might be the odd chance encounter or whatever, but it's not, oh yeah, this is what's going on, blah, blah, blah. It's normally one step or two steps removed, which we can get to. Um, But in football, where it is a bit more open at other clubs, obviously clubs a bit lower down as well. I'd say in the football league as well, it's more likely, you'll just know the guy. It's It's more of a normal, approachable person. Not that... City players aren't necessarily that, but there's a, they're definitely there's a barrier. protected. Yeah, there's yeah. Defi- even if they're normal and approachable, they're protected for sure. Um, and, you know, I think chances to see them are few and far between. Um, but lower down, you'll often see that. It will be that. Or if it's not them, it will be, you know, in the Julia Roberts PR scenario, it will be an agent. Obviously, then you've kind of got to be wary of why is the agent telling you that? Um, but, yeah, in terms of how to get sources in the dressing room, or it's normally around it as well, I'll I'll just say in my experience this is probably normal for most people I'll say covering City because again in other clubs you might be able to get the players themselves it's generally an agent maybe a family member friend Um, there's a difference between an agent and somebody who does their kind of social media stuff I'd say those guys generally don't know as much but they can be good for, like, detail and background and that a little, kind of thing. A little detail here. Yeah, it, like yeah. injury recovery or, you know, how do they get from this? You know, the, the classic kind of, oh, they weren't doing one well in their first season, now they're doing brilliantly. What do they do? And it was like, Ferran Torres's people were always really good for stuff like that. The little details you'd want to know and it was, you know, we had like a, a full-size goal in his house or whatever he'd be practicing finishing in, which obviously at the time it looked like okay, this is paying off. Now I'm not so sure, but his people were always good for that. Just imagine, and like I know Ferran Torres wasn't living in a two-up,
2: two-down, but I've just imagined a full-size goal in like my in living flat. room. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right.
1: well, I was thinking that's the thing. Like, most of them do live in a flat um, in the in the middle of town. Like different ones, obviously, not just one. <laughs> it'd be a good TV show. But... One of one of them gets voted out every <laughs> every. Oh, court, that's like... a topic. Who would? <laughs> And the thing is, because it's basically the Gordon Ramsay meme hierarchy. So <laughs> as we speak, it'll be like a kanji and Alvarez out first. Which, that, the whole Alvarez thing is mad because he's gone from this car's a world star to this car's fucking rubbish in like a month. Even though within that month he was replacing Haaland doing really well. Um, but yeah, that who would get voted off first? But they're doing challenges in this flat to so uh, win immunity or something like oh, know, It'd be good then. Um My mind went somewhere else with that but we won't, we won't, we won't, <laughs> we won't do that. So, the sources and stuff in terms of like speaking to agents in the first place I always kind of overthink it a bit but you can just call them up and say especially now, now I work for The Athletic there's a bit more like oh okay like what do you want rather than I don't know who you are so I'm not going to answer um, but it, it can sometimes be more helpful if you're like look I'm going to do a story on let's say for argument's sake Doku's background which his brother's his agent and despite going to people who were like really close with Jeremy Doku and they, I think a couple of them asked his brother, oh, go on, will you do it? Because he wouldn't do it mm. with anyone. He still didn't want to do it, so fair enough. But he, I've always felt, felt it was more, it was easier to get to agents if you're saying, look, I'm doing this kind of background thing. Or, in fact, so let's say like something like the Calvin Phillips situation, you know, when Pep said he was overweight, if there's kind of like the player's side of things, that can be useful because obviously it's in the agent's interest then. To get the place to say side well, of things out. we yeah. can't just have a guardiola saying he's overweight we need to say well look it was like five grams or whatever so that that can be good and then obviously if you you know stay in search then it just becomes like how you normally maintain a relationship, a relationship with anyone yeah. really which i'm not very good at uh so it's normal it's normally those those kind of things like if it suits if it suits an agent basically mm-hmm. but there would be someone who just won't talk flat out with anyone they just won't engage not just like journalists especially, and that might kind of bring us to the the FPL stuff, and I'll probably flick back to where you get information and stuff as we go through. But the FPL stuff, I always feel like there is information that flows, and there is information that will flow within certain circles very easily because it's like, I can't give this example because it sounds like I'm singling out somebody in particular who works at but I'm not, but you can almost imagine it because you've got like, Guardiola's people, mm. the guys who have been everywhere with him, the Catalan guys, you know, the serious rockers. And you think... Are these,
2: these these are the people that... It's
1: like the analyst, yeah. the, the fitness coach, Bruno Ventura, Carlos Planchard, that kind but of thing. But
2: th- these are the people that when he's, when he's deciding on his team, he's going, well, I might do this, I might do this, yeah, I've yeah, not yeah, decided yeah. yet, but yeah. let's talk it through.
1: But it's like with those guys, you feel like they're kind of impenetrable. And why would they just start leaking to certainly journalists, but... I can't imagine the kind of people who would run FPL accounts. It could be anyone. Do you know what I mean? But like, I don't see it. But all of a sudden, it's like F- FPL genius on Twitter is probably not Manolistarte. <laughs> no, but we won't go down that rabbit hole either. <laughs> There's then you've got. I don't know. I just feel like this. This is basically my hunch on it because I actually don't. I don't know where the info is coming from, and if I did, I'd try and have it myself. You know, yeah. i would be like, "Oh mate, how's it going?" But I feel like it's more like English guys, Ma- Manchester guys who work at the training ground. So if we're talking about the team leaks, because that's generally all it is, isn't it? Because I remember when I was mm. was it when I was away in the summer in Australia, there was that l- report like, oh, coverage has done his knee. He went to the hospital. He'll be out for eight months. It's bollocks. Yeah. But the FPL stuff generally tends to be right. Again, speaking about that period, it was the Sheffield United game. So what was that sec- third game of the season? And one of them was like, yeah, Foden's not travelled to Sheffield United but he is going there by himself and he will be in the squad and it's like that is very detailed
2: that's, that's not that's strangely that's specific that's not just seeing yeah, yeah.
1: like a team sheet on the wall taking a quick picture and sending it to your mate that's like knowing what's going on that's information, but again I feel yeah. like you know Pep's guys and obviously they're all Pep's guys to an extent but the real like inner circle they're not really coming up with well they're not really coming out with that information mm. to anyone because what's the point so that was obviously very specific but I just feel like there'll be some I feel the thing is, like, people say you might be listening to this, and it sounds like I know. I genuinely don't know. Who is But, dear, you yeah. know, if I say, like, there could be some, like, man kitman man or, I don't know, someone who cuts the grass. But Chef. But if they cut like, the grass, yeah. they, what, what, how they, not just Maybe they'll see the the team on a board somewhere, like a cleaner or something. But you're not knowing the specific, well, Phil's not travelling. So, yeah, I don't know. But I feel like it's just going to be. So when, when I go back to, I feel like information flows more freely around like a community it's just like oh yeah I I know I'm not gonna name a name I don't even know I know Mark he works at City like we're, (laughs) we're best mates and he shares the info with him and then he shares it with the FPL guy or whatever or like in that circle or around a football club in fucking Lostock or somewhere everyone knows what's going on in the city because there's it's just people talk more freely yeah but obviously when it's a journalist then obviously information does travel but, you've but it's kind of like guarded, picking your yeah. moments maybe don't get the full story it's maybe more like I've heard this you might want to check it out and you end up in this weird scenario which the FPL stuff highlights quite well actually but it goes on you know the FPL highlights it well because people understand because they see those leaks on twitter and it mm. still gets out there to people but there'll be situations where it's like you know a former city player who might have like going to a pub at a certain time people in that pub and around that area will know what he was like mm. and maybe that's the same now in West London I don't know but the, the journalist wouldn't necessarily know that but those people in that community would because it's like well I'm not telling anybody who's going to get in trouble this is just mm. what we are saying but when it's a journalist it's like oh, I've got to be a bit more careful with that so that's the kind of irony of those FPL scenarios I just, but I've, I feel like there should be an athletic article on it maybe there hasn't been because it's not just City like, it's, it's, been, it's everywhere fair yeah, play yeah. for City but yeah but again it's everywhere and it's early because it's not like it's somebody who sits in an office at Sky or the BBC who they get, they team get the sheets
2: like five minutes earlier. I think than everybody it's fifteen
1: else, yeah. more than everybody else, and maybe some maybe maybe they somehow get it sooner. But generally, the broadcasters, like the radio pundits, the TV, TV pundits, they stuff, get fifteen yeah, yeah. minutes before. Um, but it's 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 out well before that. In some cases, it's out the night before. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, we think sometimes of the, definitely the morning of the game. I know
2: it's not FPL related because it's Champions League, but think of that day in Porto. Everyone knew the team before the
1: oh, before the final. That day in Porto, so we were out for lunch. A lot of the journalists, a couple of other people, and one of the other people at the table said, "Oh, my mate works at so and so," and it was like a broadcaster thing. But it was like, so what? would kick off be? Like eight PM. Well, we were having lunch at, let's say, 2 or so. It's UK time
2: as well, wasn't it? Yeah, UK it? time. Oh, well, in, so in fact, fact Port, Porto, Porto it's, yeah, it's the same time zone, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Um, so, and it, obviously it was one of those teams where you think, can't be doing that. You can't think, you? Oh, it can't, that can't be the team. How would they know in this particular position? Because it didn't sound particularly, even though it was like a well-known broadcaster, it, it was like an arm of it which didn't sound particularly convincing. And you just think, oh, I don't know, I don't know. But I remember thinking, oh, I've heard this, so let's check it out, sent a few messages around, and nobody was replying. Because, again, you know, to be fair, a lot of the like agents of players or whatever, they'd go to ground because they don't want to let anything out which yeah, is going to yeah. effectively harm the team or could harm the team. But then it got to a point where I remember being back in my hotel, and I think David Ornstein was like, yeah, I've been able to confirm it. That's true. And genuinely, and I've said this a lot, I think I was, who was I speaking to about this recently? It might have been one of the lads I bumped into in Copenhagen. But genuinely, as soon as I saw that, and there was obviously there was no way I could have known, and City could have gone on to win. But as soon as I heard that it was legit, probably like four hours before kickoff, I was like, forget it, he's he's messed it up. And I just thought, I don't know, I just that's it, like he's done it again, kind of thing. Um, we can talk about it now. It's okay because they won it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I mean, but that was it. I, I just remember, and like, because we went to the stadium, we were there a few hours before kickoff, and it was kind of open on the sides and stuff. So, like, Jack went out to a balcony, like, for a smoke or something. It was with John Smith, who was, I think he was with ESPN at that point. Maybe it was a goal. And, obviously, I was I was with the Athletic. And we were just kind of talking about the game. And I was just, I just had it in my head, 100% convinced. I was like, well, oh, they're not going to win. That's mm. it. Like, lineup doesn't make any sense. Don't know why he's done it. And I, I was just fully convinced. And then the way the game went, I went, pfft. So I might Yeah, exactly. Like, whatever. Um, but, again, yeah, that, that managed to come out then but that I might know, it, I know in. it's not FPL because it's because it's not um, well, the thing is I can't, League, but... I, well, I mean I remember vividly my experiences of it but I don't remember was that all over the twi- hours before yeah, yeah. so, well, I, so. I,
2: I wasn't I wasn't in Porto so I didn't uh, I didn't go it was quite a d- hard trip um, to
1: get on wasn't it because it was COVID only time, there was yeah. like yeah isolation within the stadiums and you had to sit a certain amount of people away from others and stuff yeah. like that yeah
2: I remember seeing people on Twitter talking about, you know, in the bar and stuff that where they were, that you know, they'd seen the team and, you know, everything like the mood had dropped, all that sort of thing. And for me at home, I remember I was I'd seen it come out hours before on Twitter and was like, Well they, like you can't be doing that. An hour before kickoff teams announced it's confirmed player for player, it's, it's exactly spot on that league.
1: Yeah. It's interesting as well. I think I think this time as well in in Istanbul the team there were whispers about it. But I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody really went for it this time. But there were whispers that Walker wasn't playing. Um, and I
2: mean the, the thing that surprises me with it is like years and years ago when Guardiola started at City we always used to play in our WhatsApp group we used to have a we used to just remember this we had a, a separate WhatsApp group set up called Baldi's 11 <laughs> that was uh, every every game you predicted the lineup and the first person to get it spot on won the pot and like you'd stick it, I can't remember if it was a quid or a five or whatever per per game and if nobody won it it rolled over to the next game you, you got like, weeks and weeks and weeks yeah, till yeah, somebody yeah. got it right. Um, and then you look at the FPL accounts, like week after week after week, they've got the starting eleven, and it's right yeah. every time. So, like, it's it's clearly not like like there are some elements. There are some teams you go, well, this week you'll play this, you'll go unchanged because that's what David Moyes does in this situation. Guardiola's just no, a, he, it's impossible.
1: Yeah, I mean, in terms of that Porto one, they know they messed that up as well. And look, maybe there's more instances of, well, there will be over the course of like eight or nine years. I'd say. But they know they messed up with that one. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, well, we'll but we did this because there obviously was those reasons. Mm. In fact, no, the not playing a holding midfielder thing was more, you know, play Gundogan there because he can do it, although he hadn't done it for, what, two years. Mm. And he's had done it since, but unfortunately, not on that day. But it was like, we're going to have more of the ball than Chelsea. He'll help us with that. That will help. And I think they stand by that. Can't But I the never managed to that, get yeah. a proper answer on Sterling. It was just a kind of shake their heads and yeah we messed up with that kind Mm -hmm. of thing Um, but I mean again in terms of you know that those are conversations with people who know what's going on Um, getting the sources it's generally just making contact with the agent for one reason or another and they'll either kind of reply or not and then the relationship kind of goes from there but again it's like you need to have so many different people I can only really speak for City but to know certain things it's like people ask me about injuries or transfers or just like tactical stuff, and it's like there's obviously some people who will know all all three, mm-hmm. but maybe on the transfers front, it's more general. Like I know the people they're going for, but not like oh, we bid this for this today. Point. Yeah. We bid this much. They've said that, and you, you you need to have a lot of different people in different areas, Uh and you can have people who know loads of stuff about, let's say, injuries. You know, because it's easy to imagine, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Let's say, you know, a doctor easy you got all the info but doesn't really know what's going on with the transfers apart from you know the players are talking about this and that can help but then when it comes to like breaking oh man city you've bid 45 million for x player they ain't gonna know that you need a load of different sources but yeah source quotes generally made up a source close to the player they will be close to the player often it is the player i wouldn't say that's the case it's not hard and fast rule um or you know i don't know Source close to the coaching staff. It's either on the coaching staff or somebody knows what, what they're thinking. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably about it. Um, just, there's, just, all, there's all kinds of things. And, you know, sources can come and go. You know, if somebody leaves the club lost or a source, gets you, fired yeah. or, you know, then you square one.
2: The other thing to, to kind of address is there's a lot of people who will instantly dismiss a, a quote because there's no name attached to it. And I think there is a, there is a flip side of like, from, from a journalist's point of view, you need that person to keep speaking to you. Yeah. So you can't, oh, yeah. you can't name them. You can't because, because if you name them, it's they're, funny. Not gonna, they're not going to have the access to that information It's again. funny
1: because sometimes agents or whoever say, oh, like make sure my name's not in this. And it's like... I talk about this with other journalists sometimes whenever an agent asks this. It's like, obviously not, mate. Like, <laughs> obviously not. But I get from an agent's point of view, you've just got to say it mm. because it's just kind of your you've covered your safety blanket it's like well i've said it everyone knows anyway like really but it's funny because i feel like if everyone
2: knows anyway can't you can't they accept that can't they say well put my name in it because everyone knows it's me anyway
1: no i mean everyone knows you don't name people oh sorry okay yeah you don't want to yeah i I can't even imagine the headache (laughs) i feel like we've moved away from because about 10 years ago there'd always be a transfer story uh, I definitely have feel we've moved away from this now as like a, a population there'd be a transfer story about whatever uh, everyone the comments would be there's no quotes it's like are you fucking stupid <laughs> that used to wind me up so much I was still at uni at that time like, I didn't even have any stories to put mm. out but it was like are you stupid who do you want these quotes to be from
2: the player the how player does themselves. Work? I want to go to what
1: are you on about like what do you mean there's no quote and I'm so glad we've kind of as a, I, as a society we've very, stepped yeah, away from I wouldn't that. deal very well with if I'd done a transfer story and it was like, oh, there's no quotes. Like, what, what what quote would make you... I feel I feel like maybe that's why there's not so many source quotes around now, because mm. there's less of a demand for it. So there's less need for an editor to be like, oh, yeah, just put... Because oh, the thing is, it, it doesn't really matter if they're made up anyway. Because if you know the information's true, it's just a way to sell it a mm-hmm. bit more. Yeah, I know. it. doesn't feel good, that, though, does it? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Like I, I, like I say, when I said earlier on, I wouldn't want to say in my experience, because I don't think I've ever had to use them anyway. If it if it's like a more of an in depth athletic thing, like why did he do this for his rehab or whatever, you can use those source quotes because that you know if you're speaking to a lot of people, there generally will be, or you know if it's something tactical, I've used them then and there have just been oh yeah well Dominic Torrent told me that, but I didn't want to name him. You know it's that yeah. kind of thing. Once he'd left, I've done a few interviews with him with that kind of thing. But when it's a transfer stuff like that, it's like well you wanted quotes, here they are, mate. It's all true, but. That bit's just fabricated. I don't. I don't really have a problem with it. And you know, if the whole thing's fabricated and there's a fabricated quote to go with it, then that's out of order. But I feel like if the message is true, if the information is then okay. Then fair enough. I don't, and also, know, where, I don't know where
2: that sits with me. You know, I'm not yeah. Sure. No, I'm I, not
1: sure. It's fine. Um, I, I, I get. It. To be honest, I hadn't really thought about it until I've just said it. But mm. I feel like if people were like, well, I'm not sure about that. Um, I feel like because I I feel no, like, I'm on obviously on the other yeah, side of the fence to it.
2: I feel on that instance where
1: if you know all the information's true, you don't need it. You don't yeah, need well, it. that's exactly. It. But yeah. it's like well, if people like if an editor's like, oh, we need a quote in this or whatever, it's like, what? and it's, you know obviously sometimes they're not all made up. But if it's like, why well, you are telling me we, we need a quote and well, you know, people want a quote in it, then there you go. But again, you're never <laughs> going to have. We're well, going back to the you know when people said it like 10, 15 years ago, mm. there was no quotes. Like who are you expecting to hear from it? Who's going on the record here? But again, I think people just I think we probably moved away from that. I just think people know more about how it works now. Mm. Like, who would who would ever put their name to that? Um, I was going to say, even if it is true, but it is. But then you also get certain levels of info where, you know, the amount of times we've talked about transfers or tactical stuff over the years, and it's been like, well, this is what I've heard. But, like, you know, the Carl Walker thing in the summer? Mm. Well, I was like, even if he doesn't go to Bayern Munich, this is 100% true. And it's like, you can call me whatever you want. This is true. And it's like again listen to that you might be like how how could you like possibly say that like, that's so arrogant but it's not like, what well, it just is and obviously fortunately again he's he, he's, confirmed he it said in the mixer it. Yeah, and then yeah. he did he it in it that son interview so it's like that that backs you up and that as a journalist that's perfect because if you say something that didn't happen and then it gets backed up later on you can you, you can only be comfortable with what you've done anyway if you know it's right like the alvis thing hmm. it was right and then he changes mind. fine and then if he then admits it later on perfect because like, well, was like, I was comfortable enough with it anyway, but then all these people, now they know. But yeah, now sometimes you'd be like, it's not that you don't think it's true, because then in that case, you just don't publish it, you don't do it. And then I'm always having conversations with other journalists and it's like, oh, I thought this was going to happen, if only we'd done it. But it's like, yeah, but then all the ones that you're not sure about, if you did publish it and they didn't turn out to be true, it just goes you'd be going it, the other yeah. way and you'd be like, well, I should never have done that. So you just got to play it safe. Yeah. works both ways. So you, you do do the stories you are sure of, but then it's like you kind of. I remember when Harland was in that process of picking City, Real Madrid, you know, it seemed to go on for like three months. And I'll say it was Jack. You know, Jack obviously did one of the big stories. There's no point in me saying, oh, a journalist, because people will just go, well, that was Jack who did that story. So it was Jack and one of his colleagues from the Mail on like a Friday night and said, like, oh, City have got an agreement for Harland. So everyone was like, fucking yeah, brilliant. And then I think it was the Monday after City had Palace away. We went down on the train together. And like some Madrid YouTuber, it's like, oh, Harlem News from Madrid or whatever. And obviously, because I speak a bit of Spanish, I was watching it. And he was he was just so nervous. Because mm-hmm. once you do a story like that... Your name's on it, yeah. Your name's on it. But it, And even if it is true, if it doesn't happen, like me in the Grealish situation, which was awful. Because again, that was obviously true because he's at City now and we know. But if he'd have changed his mind and stayed at Villa, that would have been terrible for me. We'll be
2: back in a few minutes after an ad break. Speak to you shortly. <laughs> Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. Mark says Kev's return from injury has been impressive, particularly given that following previous injuries, he's taken his time to find his rhythm. He's openly talked about doing things differently, and you've touched on aspects of this on the podcast. He referenced enjoying his time with his family and having a complete rest. You've referenced him working with people in Belgium. How does that link to City's people? There's been mentions of changes to diets. Does... There's been mentions of changes to diet. People have commented that he looks to have put on muscle as well as the hair, and he's talked about changes in his training regime. You've mentioned that he's taken responsibility for that change as well. Why now? Given that this is one of the world's best players, playing for one of the world's best clubs, with an incredible wraparound regime, and the fact that he's 32, I get that that'll be part of the mindset change. Can you tie it all together? Um, and Sam, this comes as uh, obviously De Bruyne has been back in form. City have put out uh, a little mini documentary about his his behind the scenes uh, recovery, which doesn't go to answer a lot of those questions. We just kind of get to see you know him doing the rehab and stuff. Um, but it is a different rehab this time around for him.
1: Yeah, I've not seen that yet. Um, at the time of recording, you've have you seen it all? I, I've seen City? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm in it. Oh, okay. They, they used a soundbite from Blue Moon podcast, and I was like, "Whoa, that's me." There we are. That's nice. Fair enough. Royalties for that took me out. Took me by surprise. Yeah, that that must be nice. Yeah, like, yeah, going back to relationships and stuff. like, I don't, like I'm never ever going to be in anything like <laughs> officially city, which is a shame. Um, only from a payment perspective, I guess, because he's asked. Um, so yeah, so I think this is basically a follow up question based on what we've already talked about mm. with De Bruyne. And chances are, if you listen to this, you probably listen to that. And it's basically just looking for a bit more information. And the bits I could highlight that wanted to know more of was what do you mean he was doing work with Belgian guys and why these changes now. So I don't think it's going to be a particularly long answer, particularly compared to the, the first section of this podcast. But in terms of the Belgian guys, he had the surgery in Belgium. I don't think he wanted it done with Cougar or there was a decision made not to do it with Cougar. Um... In a personal preference there. Yeah, personal choice. You know, having worked with the Bowden physios in the past, national team. But then it's just kind of, as far as I know, just the boring kind of. If a player's injured, they'll consult. And yeah. there's a collaboration so, between the club and the national team doctors. And they'll do it that way. The vast majority of it was in Manchester or Abu Dhabi. Because yeah. obviously there was like a warm weather element to it. Um, this was after he just had time off, which you know we've already we've discussed. About, and he's just, talked about himself
2: just on the surgery. The one thing from the documentary that City put out was ultimately he's been having hamstring injuries a lot, and like the and ultimately the muscle needed was was uh, just got weak, and he, he described it as a wet paper towel as as what it had become. And that's I think that's a Flemish phrase, like a, a way that it it to describe kind of a weak muscle sort of thing. It be, it become like a wet paper towel, and that's why the injury. Was what the brand. It was.
1: Well, it does. I mean, all, all, if you're splashing out for three quid a roll, then wet paper towel's fine. <laughs> yeah. Stronger yeah. as anything. Stronger.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, all, all, my image was, do you remember when you used to get hurt at school and you go, well, go and get a wet paper towel and you'd, like, no. just, you'd just have a wet paper towel and it's like, oh, you'd put that on. Magic sponge yeah, kind of thing. Magic sponge. doesn't mean cool. anything. doesn't do anything. You just stick a wet paper towel on it right. and, you, and you're fine. But that's that was the image I got. But he, he was talking about basically like the muscle had got too yeah, weak cool. and that's, that's why it went. And, I think part of the surgery was just cleaning it all up just making it making it kind of streamlined again.
1: Yeah, well surgery is like last last resort really for muscle injuries and stuff. You don't you never want to be in a situation where you are having surgery and having to go through the rehab and all that kind of stuff. But obviously that was the situation. He was he was at but yeah, in terms of the Belgian stuff, I think it's a personal preference would rather have it in Belgium than you know with city's operation or at least the outsourced Cougar operation. Um pardon the pun. And then then it was just, you know, sticking with, not so much sticking with those guys, but taking the advice from those guys, which you know, presumably just built up a good trust with, mm. through years with the national team, but also with the City Doctors as well. But yeah, it was all done in Manchester and Abu Dhabi. That's pretty much it. And then the other thing, like why now? Like I feel like with these things, obviously there's an element of we need to, you know, we need information. Like us just assuming stuff never really cuts it when it comes to football because we don't know yeah we don't know the the demands we don't know the skill it takes we don't know the mindset you know when we talk about Guardiola going oh well he'll he'll leave on a high or you know oh, he'll go now because he's achieved like Guardiola can never achieve enough you know we can't assume he will do what we would do because it's completely different but I do feel like there's certain kind of print like just human principles that apply to all people so it's like why is De Bruyne like changing his diet and his approach to matches now like, why does anyone in their 30s stretch more when they're in their 20s because even though you're a footballer and you got this care you just need to take more care of yourself Mm. in your 30s it's
2: it's almost that because like obviously mark says at one point there you know he's at the best club in the world with the best resources in the world and the best sort of like thinking in the world you're kind of like well they should be at him to do this earlier it's like doesn't need to be that way does it it doesn't like you don't just because you've got that setup, like it what was working for him, what what, we, what he was doing previously, was working for him fine. Mm. And so it's
1: now... City is fantastic in terms of the... Yeah,
2: but his situation now has changed in that he's older. It doesn't, like, his body doesn't yeah. work as well as it used to in various different ways. He has to stretch a bit more and that's fine.
1: And the thing is, like, I guess everyone's got it. If you're listening to this and you're above 30, and if, you, if you're not, then fuck off. <laughs> but when you get... When Thanks you, for subscribing. <laughs> but when you get to above 30, you obviously just... It's natural, is it? Because I think when I got to 30, I was like, well, I don't really mind. Age is just a number or whatever. It just depends on how you feel. Now I'm 35. I'm like, I'm basically dead. How <laughs> is your shoulder, by the way? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's the back of problem at the minute. <laughs> but w- with that, I think as a footballer... I'm older than you. I don't know why I'm laughing about Yeah, your are so back just, worse. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think as a footballer, those those feelings are probably even more heightened because you're actually getting towards retiring. You're getting towards a world that you've never really known, hmm. you know, not playing football every day. And also you might be worrying, not just like, oh, I'm nearly retiring, but are you going to tail off significantly before you do retire? So I'm sure those feelings are only magnified. And again, like the, so when I said about city's care being fantastic, it's, you know, obviously you hear stuff over the years, you read stuff. Sort of the books that have been put out, um, but you speak to people, but I remember doing an interview with like Gabriel Jesus, he doesn't work with them anymore, but Gabriel Jesus is former, our personal trainer. And again, that was like a collaborative thing. So he's like, Jesus had his own guys, Brazilian, lived in Manchester, did his own stuff. But that was all collaborative with people at City. You know, they'd do all the blood tests like every month or whatever. Mm. And they'd be like, oh, it was like a traffic light system, like red, um, amber, green for different levels of like omega 3 or whatever, magnesium in your blood. Oh, you need to have more of this to get this. And like, everything's like, like fully thought of. But I guess there's just an element of, so so bring it back to De Bruyne. And why he's changed now. Whatever he did before worked really. Yeah. And okay, we know he's had injuries in the past.
2: But there's... there's, there's And a it was bit.
1: harder for him to come back from. But he was never injury prone, was he? No. So like whatever he did worked. And like just... So I've, I have said this already, but his like pre-match preparation would be like, you know, some players will go in and have loads of massages. Who was telling me this? Was it Nadim telling me this? Somebody told me. Jerome Boateng would have a massage for two hours, two hour massage before every training session. How how, does, how do you have enough time in the day for that? He uh, isn't without... doing his own hoovering though, that's the... <laughs> no, don't start. Um, <laughs> so he'd have a two hour massage, but like De Bruyne at the other end of the spectrum would just like sit and have a chat, get his kit on. And he what he needed to do to, be in, his, yeah, to be in his best headspace or whatever, is just to be relaxed and that's how he would relax and that, that's how he'd go out and play. Mm. You know, some people are, they might need the you can imagine Diaz not like punching the wall. Say, "Come on, boy!" But for De Bruyne, you can imagine De Bruyne going, "Like, not listen to anyone really. Just stroll out there and do what he does." But now he's like, "Well, because I've had this bad injury, because I'm 32, I need to. I need to stretch. I need to I need do to so. Be, I'm yeah. doing the exercises I'm doing now, less high impact, so I'm losing weight at a slower rate and I'm getting fit at a slower rate than I was before. But I'm doing more stretches and I'm protecting my joints more because, like, I need to." that's the reality to be honest I wish I'd known that in my mid-20s but there's just the element of the body changes you do what's best for you mm. after, like due to injuries or whatever so I think that's just a kind of a fairly obvious principle with yeah. De Bruyne like he's, he's, he's over 30 he's getting towards the last few years of his career he's had a bad injury and he's known that in the past whatever he's done yeah you know, there's also that element of stubbornness as well he's probably thought well okay yeah it's taken me a bit of time to get back to fitness but I have always got back to fitness I've always got back to sharpness i am do what I'm going to do and you can imagine him having that stubbornness of well, I'm not going to change that mm. because it works it's fine whatever but after a serious injury like that your mind changes so a bit it, and you think actually I could do with changing a little bit the serious injury
2: thing is interesting as well because his his, his previous injuries haven't been that serious it's been like muscle pulls here and there and take it to the complete extreme, other end of the of the scale. I remember speaking to Nicky Weaver years ago about his injury and and his rehab to it. And he said to me that the moment that he was he was told the seriousness of it, and like he'd had the operation, and he knew the rehab was going to be long, he quit drinking. He quit like it's a different era, obviously, because he's like there's different different standards. But he said basically he stopped everything. He he, he said he, the exact phrase was, "I lived like a monk for a year." Mm. Because I needed to know that if I never got back playing football again, I'd done everything, everything I can yeah. I, I could to have to have been able to do it. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it's kind of the same with De Bruyne. He said this serious injury. If he never hits the standard that he previously did or could not get fit, he needs to know that everything in his rehab this time, like he couldn't have done that mm. better.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So that, that's it really. Like just a bit older, serious injury. Um, yeah as you can see the the diet i don't i don't know was there anything on the documentary about the diet like exactly what he's eating like he wouldn't have been eating terribly before but i just think it's something else it i don't remember there's certainly and,
2: something about the hair
1: the hair yeah but again what what do they say about the hair because i'm imagining you know people are like, a oh, midlife crisis kind of thing but he, i do imagine it's a kind of fresh didn't care. thing like he, didn't yeah. care. he yeah. just
2: he's just like i was growing it out and i just thought yeah keep growing it out yeah that's just classic De Bruyne thing isn't it
1: but again i feel like there there's some kind of element of change there mm. do you know what I mean it's like I'm in this weird scenario where I'm not playing football I don't have to play football I can have a break you, 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 your mindset's just slightly different and then you might oh I might just grow my hair and then he's like oh I'll keep it but there is there is a problem there must be an element of you know people are, oh midlife crisis or whatever it's like you're just being dicks yeah but he had not just bought a just sports car, yeah so exactly well yeah. he might have he might have yeah. <laughs> we just, don't know just for a laugh like why not but yeah I, I don't know I just feel with that you are you are going through some kind of mindset change so whether it's fashion choices because there was obviously videos of him cropping the book formula one and stuff mm. but again he was just enjoying life weren't he like he just no pressure of football you're not expected to be back anytime soon it was something that he's not really experienced because what do you get really two or three weeks off so yeah just enjoying life i mean it's it's good to be in that you know I don't know, maybe everyone's just like this anyway. Oh, I thought you were going to say something really bleak, then, which on. I could enjoy life. <laughs> no, but it is it that kind of thing. I'll, I don't know if everyone's like this, but it's like, you know, when you can just really... It, it's the feeling I kind of get when you've just kind of finished work before a holiday or mm. Christmas, and it's just like, ah, life can't be any better. Looking forward to this. Thing. You know? What? Yeah. yeah, exactly. This is all great. I'm either going on holiday with these people, I'm doing Christmas with it, and I don't have to worry about work or whatever else. That's the kind of thing. And I've, maybe it was just that kind of like... I I'm mean, I'm, I'm enjoying myself here. I'm in a good frame of mind. Like I say, the pressure of football is—you don't have to worry about it. it. Must have been fairly rare and fair play.
2: That's it for this episode of Let Me Talk Details, Sam. There was more from this episode for members. Uh, what extra bits can people hear? So we're looking at the most underrated and
1: most improved players at City under Pep Guardiola.
2: If you'd like longer, ad-free versions even earlier, all the useful links are in the episode description and over on LMTPod.com. If you want to ask us a question or send us a voice note on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, just search for LMT Pod, or you can send us an email, hello at LMTPod.com. All the useful links are in the episode description and over on LMTPod.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.